0: Great job team. Head back to base for debriefing and cock.
1: Welcome back to another episode of debriefing and Cocktails. Sorry we've been absent for a little while. Things were going on in life and we just couldn't get succinct with each other. I was gone to California for a couple weeks and Sergio was kind enough to postpone. Speaking of that, Master Lugo is here with me yet again as usual. Sergio, how are you?
2: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Yeah. We we we've had we've had a quite quite a break.
1: We have. We definitely have.
2: Uh but Everything but I kinda going needed good it for you? I kinda needed it, yeah. Been 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 staying very busy.
1: Oh boy. Alright. Well Sergio, what are we what are we here for this week? What what movie are we on again?
2: This one is Casino Royale.
1: Okay this is the one I've been interested in really interested in you seeing especially after our golden rundown so starting with our analysis I'd be interested to hear yours what you thought of it and if you liked it all, all the all the caveats
2: uh, I don't know how I feel about this movie to, to be oh, honest oh damn oh damn like understand. Yeah, there's definitely some like some some fun to be had, mm-hmm. but it's not nearly as much fun as the movies that I've seen so far. It's it's very self serious.
1: It, it is rather serious.
2: And the stuff that's ridiculous, I don't think they meant it to be ridiculous.
1: Okay, what's a what's an example of ridiculous that's not meant it's, to be ridiculous?
2: So so they 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 shoehorned this. this card game in the middle of the movie, right? Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That is basically all of act two. Right. And somehow they found a way to shoehorn in on top of that. Two different like crisis crises that Bond has to deal with while they're taking a break from playing poker. And that just like, to me that like, Flipped all the switches, all the triggers just popped off. I'm like, what? Why? What? This is <laughs> like, just a fucking poker game.
1: Are, are you meaning like when he when he was poisoned? You d- you didn't like that?
2: No, that oh that was terrible. Oh no, didn't, didn't that was like absolutely that terrible. Okay. <laughs> all right. But 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 no, it's like oh oh I gotta get back to my poker game. Oh whoop. I had to kill these two guys in a stairwell, but wait, I got to get back to my poker game. It was just (laughs) unnecessary. How hokey that whole sequence was.
1: I I'm trying to figure out something right now while you're talking, because I feel like poker got pretty popular when this movie came out. Like it, it had a resurgence of popularity.
2: Unless the movie is older than I think it is. I, I don't think that's correct.
1: Oh, uh, let's let's take a gander then. I'll Because I think this movie's older than you think it is, maybe.
2: Well, now, looking at the cell phones, it's obviously pretty old.
1: Yeah, well, you you say that and then you have things like, if I'm not mistaken, Breaking Bad and everybody just has a flip phone. <laughs> and nobody has an iPhone in that movie at all. And granted, it. Looking at Breaking Bad's release, initial release date is 2008. Mm-hmm. This and Casino Royale came out in 2006, so they're not that far apart from each other. But Breaking Bad goes on longer; it cuts through past 2010 yeah. when I think iPhones became more popular.
2: Yeah, I, like I don't think it was it's popular because of this movie. But now that I've, I I googled peak of poker popularity, it mm-hmm. was 07.
1: No, well, yeah, not that this movie made it popular,
2: but it was kind of riding the wave of popular poker right. stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I meant. That they just, I mean, that's kind of what the book is about anyway. I'm sure that, I mean, this is a whole thing, and then it works out that in real world poker is quite popular.
2: Yeah, yeah, like I, I get time. why they did it. The, like the, the 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 problem is is the poker game was not interesting.
1: No, especially that that last hand. That I actually don't. I don't mind all of this stuff. By the way, none of this really bothers me that much. Uh, honestly, my biggest thing against the whole poker stuff is is the whole tell thing. That that's an annoying like poker moves oh, oh, to yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs>
0: that people
1: have tails. His his eye twitched when he made that bet, so it must be bluffing or he's serious. It must things must mean things. And the, look, I, I, I think if you ask serious poker people, they don't generally believe in it. I'm sure it exists a little bit, but yeah. not to the not to this overt
2: degree. Right. right. I'm gonna poke my eye every time I'm bluffing. Like, come on.
1: That's right. Not- yeah, that's that's not a it's not a real thing to take
2: into consideration. Yeah. So Yeah. And 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 like had the I guess that second act just felt hollow because of how bad the poker was. It had it been something good like have you seen the movie Maverick?
1: No, I haven't. That's the Mel Gibson one. Yeah yeah, like, yeah. yeah.
2: Like that's a good poker movie. Uh, What's another one? Um, Rounders. Rounders Rounders is a great poker movie.
1: Yeah, right. And I I can kind of agree with that because none of the – again, they they kind of focus up on the the tell aspect of it. Like you can just read people. If you can read a person, you just win. And some of that's just not it. Whereas in Rounders, they they do make it about the person a little bit, but it's still kind of – they've also played up like it's a grind. Yeah. Like you, you just ha- good poker players get there through grinding and playing well consistently, and that's how you. That's really where you get the money from. Not like, oh, I can read this guy. Know know the person he is and the mistakes he'll make. Like, yeah. Yeah. No.
2: And, and uh, you would know better than this, since we're talking about the poker aspect of this. Is it established that James Bond is? exceptionally good at poker it's established
1: in the movie in a throwaway line which i appreciate but also i kind of had similar feelings like you're maybe suggesting
2: yeah this, this was this was like the 20th bond movie right or right 21st, but, or something like that
1: but even more so this is the beginning now this yeah. is a reboot of the series. i don't know if reboots maybe the wrong word but what it, this is supposed to be a starting off of the new of this james bond character i mean it, obviously at the very beginning he gets his double o status right so they they're jumping back so it's it's not very established it's one it's not super established previously that he's a big card player but it you know they show scenes in some of the movies like in Goldeneye when he's playing back with xenia on the top and he just kind of wins yeah like that's that's kind of the extent it's ever put up, up against the character that he's just James Bond. He's just lucky. Right? Just shit works out. Whereas in in normal gunfights, people are really good shots and do all these kind of maneuvers and d- dodge and, and stuff like that. Where James Bond, on the other hand, he sees a, a gasoline tank and shoots it. And it beats everybody. Which don't get me, it's cool, but that's him. He, he's yeah. this luck character. I, I just – He
2: goes a lot of that. I just – how many things does he have to just be the best at? He's like the best driver. Like He's, he's, a, he's a fucking skier. He's yeah. – you know, he, yeah. <laughs> he, he he also is the best poker player in the world. You know, it's – come on, man. Like well, They do make the
1: distinction in the movie, again saying I'll give them a little credit, but I don't think they went far enough ultimately. Yeah. And so at that point they almost could have left it out. But they they say you're the best player in the service. So if they're gonna have one of the Mi6's people represent them, it should be him. But like <laughs> I don't, it's still a little. They, there's just not enough. But they, you know, they tr- at least they try, right? When he's on the yeah. train with Eva Green, he's reading her like a book, quote unquote. Like he, they they take effort to to show him being very good at it at this perceived way that poker is. Yeah. Like how you win at poker, here's what he can do and why it works.
2: Yeah. Like obviously I knew this took place in a casino. It's named Casino Royale, mm-hmm. but in my, in my mind, when I think about what the movie is about before actually watching it, mm-hmm. like, my assumption is that it took place in a casino. Mm-hmm. And that's it. You know, oh,
1: yeah, like, like that's all of it.
2: That's all of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't realize it was James Bond, you know, professional poker man.
1: Yes. Well, it's just the destination is Casino Royale, I guess. Excuse me. Yeah. I, I don't know. All right. Well, so. So, all right. The part that then I, I want to jump to this, because this is where I thought you would. The movie would hook you and you would really enjoy the movie. Okay. What did you think of that first part, or that first act, like from start to
2: – Oh, you I mean the, the Jason Bourne scene?
1: Yeah. Like we'll, we'll call it that, sure.
2: No, that's exactly what it is. Like, oh, okay. Th- this this movie was very, very informed by the Jason Bourne franchise.
1: It was also informed by parkour, which I guess was popular at the time.
2: Because
1: <laughs> when he's chasing that bomb maker in the beginning, that bomb maker is parkouring his ass off.
2: Yes, Absolutely. And 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 yeah yeah it's it's like it's it's just like in Goldeneye when they were like oh bungee jumping is popular right now sure maybe. let's have Bond bungee jump and they're yeah. like oh have you ever heard of parkour that's really big with the youths these these days
1: <laughs> I will say in that idea of them oh bungee jumping's cool let's use that oh parkour is cool let's use that they really try to do something with the parkour. I mean, I don't know how much you can really get out of bungee jumping in the first place, to be a little fair, other than one scene. But at least they, they committed to the parkour, at least. Like, they, yeah. they they made that shit.
2: Yeah, that dude was good.
1: That dude was real good. And I think that scene, that entire chase, it, to what I'd said earlier about Bond, and I think I've called him, like, the Master Chief of Spies. Because <laughs> Master Chief wasn't that special of a, He wasn't that good of a Spartan. He's in from Halo. He's he's just lucky. That's his gift. And Bond in this chase scene, he's so lucky and or has such good intuition and or like can just read an area instant, almost instantaneously and find some gimmicky way to get through something Mm
0: -hmm.
1: where there's a spot that the toward the end of the chase, I believe the parkour guy goes down like a, a shaft type looking area. Mm-hmm. And kind of bounces down to the ground level in some way. Bond gets there and is on top of a some sort of construction elevator lift type thing, and just looks around for a second, picks up like a we'll say a wrench or a hammer, and smacks a smacks a mechanical part of the of it, and it lowers him to the floor. Yeah. And it's just like all right, there you go, James Bond.
2: Like, <laughs> That's you mentioned that one. That's one of the more subtle, like, here's James Bond just figuring stuff out immediately. What There's literally in that chase sequence, the parkour guy jumps through, like, the window above a wall or oh, something. Oh, yeah. yeah. And yeah, then yeah. Bond just runs through the drywall. Yeah, like just like Incredible Hulk. it. Yes.
1: It, it actually is pretty funny you say that. I thought that, too. About it, I think that equally, he's very clever at getting around certain things and making certain things happen the way he wants them to. But he is equally just a brute, at least in this scene, because I I think in the beginning of the chase, the he chases the bomb guy from the crowded area and bomb guy gets to the first gets to the construction site, thinks he loses bond and all of a sudden bonds in like a giant bulldozer type Mm -hmm. machine just plowing through everything at
0: him so yeah yeah (laughs) okay i
2: I was watching it with my wife and and halfway through that scene she leaned over and said there hasn't been any dialogue in a long time
1: no yeah that chase goes on for a hot minute and there's
2: no dialogue (laughs) no dialogue and that that, that's why i turned off the born identity the first time i watched it because it was just a, a ten minutes of Jason Bourne running and jumping through fucking windows.
1: Now, I hadn't seen the Bourne identity stuff in forever, and I think I only saw those movies once, if I I even saw more than the first one. This one, I at least appreciate that it was mostly well-lit, where I feel like in the Bourne movies, I felt kind of lost, or the scenery was darker, so I couldn't keep up perfect very well with everything. Yeah. And that could just be a personal thing, so take it with a grain of salt. But I, I still appreciated this. I, I just thought it was really cool. I, I really liked the this opening of this movie.
2: Yeah, like it was it was choreographed well, and it was it was clever. It just that's a good way
1: to put it. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's like cool like when when you when you say that it's gonna you know tickle my fancy, it's it wasn't quite over the top enough. Okay. To give me the chuckles, like oh okay, like like previous. Action sequences. It, it was it was more of a serious action sequence than, than the light okay. lighthearted shit we've come across before.
1: Yeah, that's that's kind of true. I can see that. I I guess in my mind, I thought this might tickle, and I'm not saying it would give you the the biggest reconnect to it, but tickle you a little bit in your in your Fast and Furious vibe a little.
2: Uh, yeah, and, and 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 that's where it fell short.
1: Like yeah. it's I can it's I can see that after you say
2: it. too technically good.
1: Okay, that's that's fair. It's it's not zany enough.
2: <laughs> zany, that's a really good way to put it.
1: If, if they're not going, you know, driving a car off the top of a building into another adjacent building, it's not
2: zany enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like it got a little zanier at the end with the building collapse. Yeah, yeah. But it's still, like, it was... Th- that one was poorly lit and hard to follow.
1: Yes, yes it was.
2: Oh. Uh, so... I don't know. I don't know. I, I I don't want to just spend you know this entire analysis section shitting on the movie because I did enjoy parts of it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It's just I wanted to enjoy it more than I did.
1: Well, well, make make your make your sandwich. What, what's your My what's compliment
2: your compliment sandwich?
1: So you didn't. So you kind of layered on the mayonnaise and the and the ham of didn't care for the poker oh. casino royale stuff. So, yeah parkour stuff didn't tickle you enough what what's the bread for you
2: um daniel craig does uh-huh. not look the part but he definitely acts the part yeah uh, I, I, i'd agree I, with I, that. I dig the the and, and i use this word this this phrasing when we talked about timothy dalton but this motherfucker is rough and tumble
0: mm-hmm.
2: and i really oh, yeah. like that he get, get got his ass kicked the entire fucking movie
1: I, I did too. I, I, I like that. There's plenty of the other mo- older movies, especially. Mm-hmm. Bond doesn't really get into too many tussles, but he does get into some. But he generally never really looks beaten up, even though he might get beaten up, quote unquote, in the fights. He's not always winning them, but he never looks like he got his ass beat ever.
2: Yeah. In, in, in this one, he does absolutely. Oh,
1: yeah. Like when I, I can't remember what fight it was, but there's definitely the one where it just. Like, his face is just banged up. Like, he's got a cut above his lip over to the side of his eye. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he definitely looks like he's been through the ringer.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, so I do like Daniel Craig. Uh, okay. I really liked the relationship he built with Ava Green's character. Mm-hmm. Like, there, there was literally a sequence when they first got to the casino where it felt almost like a rom-com. In, when when they were still in the room and, and you know she had gotten him a you know a, a, a different suit to wear. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah yeah like that and, and when they were on the train and they were both sizing each other up mm-hmm. and like it it was basically them it was a dick measuring contest for sizing people up is what it was
1: mm-hmm.
2: but it also was flirting.
1: It was and it was kind of cute like when they. At the end of that scene on the train, and she walks away to her, I guess, her room or wherever, like he smiles while she's walking away. And i was like, OK, that's kind of it's cute. I'm fine. I'd like this.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Like, take that scene out. You can you can then film another movie that's a rom-com that glues <laughs> a couple of those scenes together.
1: I, You know, it's funny enough. You mentioned the scene about her giving him giving her the dress and her giving him the tailored suit. Mm hmm. Uh, I I found a weird nerve that I have about movies, I guess. Okay. I cannot stand, for whatever reason, it's so obnoxious to me when characters can say, oh, I sized you up the moment we met, and I produced you clothing that fits you perfectly, especially (laughs) tailored clothing. And I'm just, all I can ever do is like, that's such bull, that's bullshit. You can't, that is not humanly possible for the most part. No,
2: <laughs> I can't I'm, think of another movie where that happened. It,
1: it happens in some other. I mean, it's definitely a, it's not grossly used. I'll give you that, but it's definitely something where characters give other characters clothing for an for an event or an occasion, and it's like, oh, I you know, I sized you up or I got your measurements just by looking at you.
2: Or or they just don't mention.
1: Or they don't he, mention
2: it. Yeah, they don't mention it sure. at all. Sure. Which sure. is you know. It may be more effective. I I don't know. I don't know.
1: I actually think it is.
2: I think that's. I have less issue with
1: that. If they never say anything, if they never address it, than if the character says, "Oh, I just knew," I'm like, "The fuck, you just knew. You can't just (laughs) get somebody a tailored suit without their measurements. That's just gonna be a little too big or too small."
2: Fucking weirdo.
1: (laughs) I know. I know. It's a weird, dumb thing. I can't help it though.
2: Yeah. Um, All right. I liked the Bond is the new guy okay. aspect of the story. Yeah, I would too. It, it it just leads to more like canonical questions for me. That how just, so? Like in it my could head,
1: come up or did?
2: No, it that like in my head canon, that this okay. is how I explain why James Bond looks so different over forty years and the technology changes, you know, throughout that time. In my head canon, 007 and the name James Bond is a designation
0: mm-hmm.
2: for one of the MI6 agents. Once one of them dies, he gets replaced.
1: Yeah, for the 007 moniker
2: and the James Bond moniker. Yeah, they're
1: they're they're hand in hand,
2: yeah. Yeah, so seeing Ilm come back, of course, you know, we've, we've seen Judi Dench play M before, and mm-hmm. she's really, really good at it. She was really, really good in this movie, mm-hmm. but just, just seeing James, like a green James Bond was was refreshing. I, he didn't I didn't quite know what the fuck he was doing, but he was giving it his all.
1: Yeah. I'll, I'll say as much as I love Judy Dench being M, it, it is such a weird thing to me, her being M, because she was the last M at the end of it all right, mm-hmm. from Goldeneye to Die Another Day, she's M. She is a new M. They address that she is a new M in Goldeneye. Yeah.
2: They,
1: they don't just gloss over it and don't mention it at all. It's addressed. It, but in this movie, it's still the same person. She's still M. So that always kind of bugged me.
2: Yeah. yeah. Get, th- th- that's fine. It. Like, it only... It only makes sense if James Bond is a designation.
1: It does. I can see that. And and as we get through some of this, you'll potentially see some some more of the rub to this. So so I'm I'm interested to, for you to see one other movie. Uh, okay. <laughs> and, and see if it see if this addresses or changes or anything that you feel about any of this, her being uh, on the whole, for me to jump to mine and try to be quick about it, on the whole, I liked the movie. I liked the first part a good bit. I think it's fun and thrilling. It's really cool to me. Uh, the casino part is kind of, you know, it's fun. I, I don't I don't dislike it. I, even if I kind of disbelieve it and kind of dislike the whole he's to tell. I this tells me everything. Even though I kind of hate that, it's still a little fun to me. Right, I can have fun with that. Even the the airport scene uh, in between the casino and park stuff, where the guy's trying to blow up. Uh, we're gonna call it Skyfleet. I don't yeah. remember the name of the company. Yeah. But he, they get another bomber to destroy that plane and bind, circumvent it and all that. So that's a that's all, that was all cool to me.
2: I did I did like that scene.
1: The thing that one little thing about that that annoyed me. I can't help it. I'm sorry. I got to be, gots to be me. Bond is getting, getting beat up in the, in the cabin of that tanker. And that's fine. He, he's falling out. He notices the bomb, right? The little detonate, uh, we'll just uh-huh. call it the bomb, dangling off the truck. I can assume he can see it. And he might be able to even hear it because it makes a beep every time it's shown to uh, to the audience. So I assume it make, maybe he can hear it. Whatever. He can see it though. All right. He grabs it. Puts it on the other guy when he's getting out of the car. I'm I'm cool. I'm cool with all of this up to this point. Mm-hmm. And as, but when the guy is kind of staring at Bond, once Bond gets taken in by the cops and Bond is staring at him, I I cannot help but sit there and think like, did you not hear that thing beeping at you this whole time, <laughs> bomb guy? Like fine, fine. When he you realize jumped- that the
2: beeping is added later, like.
1: What they they put po- they put it in post?
2: <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. The, the beeping is added in post, and that's stupid. It's it's in the audio mix, and it's not for them. It's for us because we're stupid.
1: Oh oh, oh I like, don't know which the, one I'm more they, like, about
2: it. If it's not beeping, it's not a bomb, breed. Haven't you right. ever seen a Hollywood movie? Right, and and that's that's
1: fine then. Then the other, if we can hear it, so can the other characters. So they should. So it uh, always, it always, urged yeah,
2: me that, uh, this is, yeah, this is some read shit right here.
1: Yeah. It just always <laughs> urged me that, that it just urged me that the bomber didn't ever notice it. And, and I could, and I could wash it away if he was surrounded by noise the whole time. Right. That, that's why that always made sense to me enough into thinking like, well, if he was surrounded by sirens or people talking, all these different other stimuli, he could, he could overlook that. That's reasonable. But it, he's, he's unlike, just standing at a car,
2: looking at bombs. You add way too much logic to this, Reed. Like, I, I know. You, you, you do realize that 80% of explosions in movies are unnecessary. Like Pro- The things probably. that are exploding would not explode in the situations that they're exploding.
1: I mean, probably. We can visit that some other time. For, for what it's worth, though, I really love that interaction, though. Despite my, oh, yes. the annoyance that the bomb is and he doesn't notice it. I love Bond just staring at him. It kind of has a little smirk on his face after he
2: explodes. Yep. It's like,
1: damn Bond, that's cold, but that's all right. I, I'm with you though.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 that's when Daniel Craig was at his best.
1: Yeah. In he's, this film, it's funny enough. He's he's quippy without ever saying anything
2: in he's, some he's, of the in good scenes. Yes, yes. And even when he is quippy, they aren't forced. Mm-hmm. It it's, it seems natural coming from the character he creates in in this movie. Yeah,
1: the the talking about the act that really bothered me it was really the last act.
2: <laughs>
1: and having already known everything going into this movie and rewatching it, that last act, I I, I, I actually might hate that last act
0: because it just I, like, like I can't, bullshit.
2: I, I, the thing is is i can't hate the last act without hating the first act too because because i feel like both acts were doing their best to make it as confusing as possible oh who's working for whom who's going here oh no some where everyone's getting double crossed you can't trust anybody bond like it, it, what, it, what are you it, saying that – What
1: when you say that with the first act, what are you saying – what are you referring to in the first act with that?
2: Like most of the first act, that people are being killed. People are being threatened. Money is be, exchanging hands. No one is giving – no one is telling you who they are until like the beginning of the second, second act when James Bond gets his briefing.
1: So are we saying the first act is like the parkour up to the casino – up to the – uh? Air, into the airport stuff like that's Act One.
2: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like and everything I, before I didn't know, casino. I didn't know basically. what the fuck was going on until he sat down at that 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 casino table.
1: Oh uh, yeah, a, a lot of the stuff that's going on in the beginning is basically them tying ca- other characters to Lachiv. Yeah. To Mads Mickelson's character. That, yeah. That's the whole beginning of that.
2: Yeah, and and I I, I feel like a lot of stuff that happened in the beginning of the movie was unnecessary
1: and maybe I I can maybe see what you're saying with that I definitely felt some of that way with the end of it where it's like this very elaborate way to we're going to get you to the the bond you know and love right Mm. to the cold misogynistic dinosaur character that he is (laughs) you know we, we're going to get let him fall in love and then kill it. And he's going to kill it. Mm-hmm. And just... All, just, I just found it so obnoxious watching it this time, for whatever reason. This was really annoying to me. I guess in my mind I'm thinking, we all know... The audience knows he cannot be... He can't get... If this is a reboot of the series, start fresh, there's no way. He he can't be in love with this woman, or he can, he can love her, but I guess but he can't be with her.
2: Yeah, yeah. So
1: you know, some she's gonna go one way or another.
2: When 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 they finally professed each like love to each other at the end, b- b- I mumbled under my breath, "Well, she did." Yes, yeah. Because and, it, it, b- because that that's like a direct callback to uh, what, the, what was the the on her majesty's. Uh, her, 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 that one? Yeah, her her Majesty see, on her Majesty's secret service. Because as soon as they profess their love for each other, she's murdered.
1: At least that one, I'd give them the benefit of the doubt. If, you know, let's assume we're back in this. What would it have probably been the '70s ish
0: mm-hmm.
1: for that movie? I would give them the benefit of the doubt that that movie could be the end of the franchise. The, the it could be over at that point. Yeah, I could see that. So I could be like, okay. I think she's gonna die too, but I'm gonna. You got you got an inch here, I'll give you that, but not in this movie. I just you can't. I, I don't think you ever can in this one. A, any audience member who thinks that she's living and they're together, or rather that they're <laughs> together, I don't. I don't think you know how movies stories work. Yeah. So that that last act just kind of irked me, and it could have done. The same thing. I just wish, I guess I just wish it was shorter. I wish there was a little less of it.
2: There, there, there should have been less of that movie. Maybe. It's like two hours and 25 minutes, and it seemed like four hours.
1: Yeah. I I think they could have, hope they could have maybe shaved off 30 minutes somewhere or Or across throughout the
2: movie somewhere. Something. Yeah. I
1: I, I didn't, I did not like that Mathis, the old guy that was helping Bond at the casino, Mm -hmm. he's just, Oh, your friend Mathis was my friend Mathis. Like, what the fuck?
2: That's, that's, that's a good line. That's a really good line.
1: It, it is a good line. It's just annoying, this double cross shit. And there's just. I don't even know how Bond put it together exactly. Uh, the he Tell? Puts it together, the Tell, yeah, because tell. he. Yeah. Uh, this is really <laughs> annoying. That I find a lot of that last act very obnoxious. Uh, even though I kind of like the emotional aspects of it, I still find it annoying. I don't know.
2: Mm, yeah. Uh, Let's talk about Mads Mickelson for a moment.
1: He, I mean, if you really want some Mads Mickelson, go watch Hannibal. Go watch that the TV series
2: Hannibal. Dude, I like him though. He's great. I like him enough. Like if I'm writing a movie, the bad guy that I write will be played by Mads Mickelson. That that motherfucker. <laughs> Just his face it just drips evil. It, it does. I'm,
1: I'm telling you that if you really like Mads Nicholson that much, go watch the series Hannibal. I don't think you can because you don't like the character Hannibal Lecter. That's true. At all.
2: <laughs> at all. But
1: he's very good at it. it. His interpretation of the character, his version of the character, he does really well.
2: Hmm. I might, I might check it out. But but yeah, he he, he was very good in this movie. Yeah. He and I am was super happy. They didn't Oh, okay. I'm going to go on uh, like a semi rant just explanation here. So, they introduce his character and the very first thing he does is breathe from his inhaler. Yeah. Okay. He does this several other times during the movie. It never actually matters. But yeah. it's interesting that it's yet another Bond villain with some sort of physical deformity, both health-wise and his eye is fucked up. It, mm-hmm. He cries blood. Yeah. And I was very happy that they didn't somehow tie his eye into how he was winning at poker. Oh, uh, yeah. I expected yeah. to have some sort of X-ray vision in the eye that caused him to be able to win.
1: I and and I could see that. I, I can see where you think that, and I'm glad they didn't either. I'm glad they did not turn his, we'll call it a blind eye, because we don't. I don't know. I assume he's not, but his weird eye into into a gimmick like that. I'm glad they didn't either.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like his his character had so there was such a physical image of his character. Like you could, a child could draw him because okay. of you know, his facial deformities and shit, but it's not like that was how he was the bad guy, which was relieving older bond movies. At least the ones we've watched, it would have been the other way around. Absolutely. Kinda. Yeah. They, they've
1: definitely played up for sure. I won't say strictly say the word deformities, but they've cert- certainly used up characters who had differences about them like Jaws. You haven't seen this character yet, but he literally has metal teeth.
0: hmm
1: And he bites shit. That's his shtick. Oh, God. And they it, definitely it, use that.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, Dr. Um, no had metal hands
1: right but it I, and that, that's kind of where I was about to go with it I don't think Dr. No used it really did he never really like look at what I can do with my mental hands
2: <laughs> well yes he, he bent a door knob or something right
1: I, I don't I
2: can't I can't remember five he, movies ago
1: yeah if he did do anything with it it didn't feel like it was again it, I didn't I didn't equate it to look at my electronic eye that reads cards sees through x-rays cards or something. Yeah, I didn't. But either way, I, I still agree with you. I, I like that he has these little deformities or little physical uh,
2: ailments. Issues,
1: ailments, sure.
2: Um, and
1: that they don't really mean anything—not that much.
2: So, I, I, I think the last thing I, I want to talk about when it comes to uh, the uh, shit. What's it called? Analysis. Yeah, sorry. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> is uh. <laughs> The whole balls scene.
0: Oh, man. The, the,
1: yeah. the
2: torture scene.
1: Mm hmm. I, I didn't like any of that. Really? I, I really. Like, in a vacuum, that all that stuff's fine. I guess I don't like it for James Bond. It, it just okay. seems like nothing comes of it. It doesn't matter. Nothing really comes of it. it it's like, then why is it there? He doesn't get the password from him. Okay, Bond gets his nuts destroyed, but apparently he gets surgery and gets back.
2: They weren't I cut off or anything. He just kept hitting them.
1: I know, but, like, I mean, ha, ha, your nuts got to be pretty messed up if a dude takes a giant, I don't know, rope thing to your nuts like five times, smashing them with as much force as he can help. Like, I can't imagine your testicles area... Is, is good after that? <laughs> Even with some surgery, like I think surgery can make them look normal, but I don't know if they'd function normal anymore.
2: Yeah, I, like I don't think they would look weird. I think they would, they just wouldn't function.
1: Right, and, and that's what I'm. That's really what I mean. Yeah, they, there, can, they look normal, w- but they don't function.
2: There wouldn't be any James Bond Juniors. So.
1: So, but then, like, what's I just oh, in, in a vacuum, I really I like I said. I don't. I don't dislike the scene by itself. I just dislike it in this James Bond universe context. I guess.
2: Yeah. There, there's nothing suave or uh, like about that torture scene.
1: Right. And there's not. It's very not James Bond for him to just get maliciously tortured.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like 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 previously it would be oh, oh Bond you're my prisoner here's a fucking <laughs> here's a hotel for you to stay at. While you're imprisoned, and and I can sleep with any of my waiters.
1: (laughs) And I can kind of appreciate that that they kind of, they kind of go over and redo that where Bond doesn't get this royal treatment with the villains anymore. He gets put in the dirt, and that could work with this character just fine. He, He could very much be in these dirty, dank, terrible circumstances, but just literally torturing him physically. Uh, I can't think of the word, damaging his body that way. Not just bruises and cuts and a broken shoulder or something like this. Uh, it's just it's just one step too far, I guess. I don't know. I can't put my <laughs> finger on it.
2: It's like, don't damage James Bond's nards.
1: Well, I, and I guess, again, I still stand by it. It doesn't feel like it means anything. Nothing. It doesn't mean anything. There's no real threat to it.
2: Well, like at the time, there were, like when he was going through it, there were stakes. It's not like there were no stakes, they just got completely wiped away immediately after the scene.
1: And, and you're right, I guess. And I, and I guess I don't know how to read into that properly. I don't know what the proper, like, movie analysis of that sort of thing is. Does that make this scene not worth much because in the immediate, the following scene, everything is reversed? So then, does that make the previous one bad? I, I don't know enough about any of that to, to yeah.
0: say
1: right or wrong. I just know I didn't care for it, but but I'm also watching it with having seen it
2: before. Yeah, so like
1: maybe that made a difference.
2: Yeah, I like I really liked the the, the line. He's like the, the 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 last thing before you di- die is you, did you, you scratch my nuts or something? Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. that's that's a fantastic line it is
1: i i like the i really like that i like that he's being kind of a idiot not an idiot but he's just kind of being real fucking cheeky about it it's like i need to the left to the left down the world i know you scratched my balls
0: Yeah. yeah it's
1: really funny i actually kind of really like it I just don't like it attached to James Bond, I guess. The the, yeah, the, the it's, grand it's, narrative of it.
2: Yeah, it's 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 very – it's less James Bond and more Rick Sanchez. Sure. From, from Rick and sure. Morty. Like that, sure. That's something he would do if he was getting tortured.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I, I can go with that.
2: Yeah. So that's pretty much all I have for analysis.
1: Yeah. I, I think my last bit is just to reiterate ve- very shortly, just the end of the movie. Just was kind of boring to me up until the very, the last like two minutes was great. I, I love that end scene, that very last scene of the movie where Mr. White drives up to the house mm-hmm. Bond calls him and shoots him and white crawls toward bond. And he's just standing up, standing up in front of him with the automatic, what AK or whatever kind of gun that was in his tucks And, you know, Bond, James Bond. I'm like,
0: burr, yeah.
1: Burr, 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 burr. And that's, I just think that I thought that moment was really dope of the last, like, act. <laughs> but the rest of it was kind of annoying to me. I don't, I, I don't know. It's just yeah. kind of last too long.
2: I, I expected more out of this movie than what I got.
1: Yeah, and, and re-watching it, I'm not as surprised that I'm disappointed about the last act but i i'm surprised that you didn't like it as much particularly i'm, I'm very surprised yeah uh, i i thought it was cool i did want to point this out i think it's cool how he got his aston martin basically
0: in the movie <laughs> yeah, too.
1: Yeah. i think that's really cool yeah all right well let's move on to music then we definitely took a while on analysis but I, I think when like our trope section is gonna be pretty bare, actually. So we'll, we'll talk about that more when we get there.
2: Go ahead. And uh, actually, the music, music. portion I, I think is gonna be kind of bare because I think so too. The the, the, the the theme song was "You Know My Name" by uh, the Soundgarden guy. Shit, what's his name? Chris Chris, Chris something Chris. Garden. Chris, Chris, Chris Cornell, Chris Cornell. Cornell. Cornell, yeah, yeah, and I love Chris Cornell. I, I love Soundgarden. Um, I I loved his work with Audio Slave. Like he's done he's done he's written a lot of great songs. This is not one of them. And and I'm
1: saying this from the layman's point of view. I know mm-hmm. this is your your category mostly. I like this song, all right. Granted, I have no other. I'm not framing it against anything else of his work, especially. Oh, I like the, the
2: thing is, I'm not trying to.
1: Well, no, right. No, you're okay to do that. I, I'm it's not a criticism. It's just telling you where I'm coming from. I'm, I don't have anything. I'm not putting up against anything because I don't know any of his work. I think the song's fine. And, and it actually works for this movie because they're kind of trying to yet again, reintroduce the bond character. I, I think it's actually kind of fitting the lyrics and lines of the movie like, you know, my name and, you know, at the end of it, Daniel Craig walks toward the camera through the silhouette and like, oh, OK. All right. It,
2: it, yeah, it, it's there's nothing memorable about the song, though, like the, the message of the song, the, the, the idea of it being a reboot, like. I get it, mm-hmm. but the song itself, there's literally nothing special about it.
1: And, and I guess I can I can see where you're coming from with that. You know, I'll, I'll definitely give you the, the credence on that. I, I thought it was all right. I think, you know, my name was I think it's I think it's decent enough. It's definitely not the best, but I, I just, just I guess I just didn't dislike it. Yeah. But obviously I lean into what you say about it. You're the music uh, guy. I,
2: I, I really want to comment on the uh, the opening sequence more than I the, the song itself. That opening yeah. sequence was ridiculous like, bad? Bad. Oh. Oh, that opening sequence was real bad. It, it had all the, you know, the, the, the suits from the cards mm-hmm. and the uh, like com- computer-generated people that fell apart when you shot them and shit, like,
0: mm-hmm. and,
2: and it was like three minutes too long.
1: Yeah, I, I can give you that. Uh, I definitely think it was a little long. Then, a then at little long.
2: Yeah, the, at, at the end, there was the, the, um, uh, the long still shot on Daniel Craig's face.
1: Oh, yeah, as he, as he came in frame of the silhouette.
2: Yeah, yeah, it, it's, it might yeah. be the worst intro sequence.
1: That one was, I will say that, and, and maybe, you I've seen so. maybe you can tell me if I'm right or wrong with saying this. That looked weird to me. Like, when you have the last silhouette coming toward the camera, and then his face manifests through it. Mm-hmm. And and additionally, additionally him standing there a little longer than maybe needed, but like that whole that whole motion from him appearing through the through the black to the end of that that was I was like this is kind of weird. Look, why is this weird to me? I don't know. I don't I don't like this. I don't like that he just manifested from this silhouette.
2: <laughs> it it did look like I when that happened I laughed out loud.
1: It looked really strange to me. Yeah, it did. Yeah, because and honestly. I really like the opening of this movie. Like, just the opening, opening to the Oh, the black and white
2: two kills? Yeah, the two no, kills. No, that was yeah. wonderful.
1: I thought it was, yeah, super good. I even think him turning to the barrel was really good. Yeah. They didn't just kind of put it out there, which is generally fine most of the time, but it made sense this time. they really, and I, don't, I won't say they've never done it this way before, but the guy he beat up in the bathroom gets up again and is ready to shoot at him, and they turn back to uh, from the gun's point of view and he shoots him and kills him so it kind of works out it all makes sense it's not just like these older ones where bonds walking up against a white background at a gun barrel and shoots at the gun
2: barrel and blood yeah, and it, 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 there was some context to it
1: yeah they, yeah i'm sorry that's the short way to say it there was it was really <laughs> contextualized well
2: yeah yeah like like the, the the first 5 minutes of this movie might be perfect
1: it might it really might be yeah it's not that's not the biggest stretch to say that I don't think yeah it might be one of the best lead up to song openings of these movies
2: yeah and and, and then the song kicks in and it's like a, a, a balloon being deflated I, I wonder if they did any did some of that
1: intro song the way they did particularly the visuals to get away from the silhouettes of naked women and guns. For models and guns I wonder if that was their, their they were trying to
2: be like 2006 version of woke
1: kind of I wonder I don't know no idea but maybe they were just le- really said no we're going to lean into this Casino Royale thing baby
2: yeah yeah
1: alright well let's move on to, to tropes then. Tropes. unless you got something else going with music
2: no 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 no, no. we can definitely move on to tropes
1: okay I don't think this one really has very many tropes. He, he may be – Bond has some quippy lines. That's kind of it, though. There's not really any gadgets in the movie.
2: There's gadgets. They just aren't explained. Like he, he had a whole dashboard full of trinkets and shit.
1: Right, but they're pretty low-key. I, I still feel like they're sort of low-key, like the defibrillator. Right, like, right. Yeah, nobody has that in their car. Sure.
2: Ambulances, mine.
1: Ambulances, mine. Yes, but not a <laughs> not your common looking vehicle. That's a, <laughs> you know a
2: fully what? loaded Aston Martin.
1: <laughs> right, but for all of the gadgets this guy has ever had in his car, I'm sorry, just a little placeholder for a defibrillator. This is pretty tame mm-hmm. <laughs> compared to like I think Thunderball or. Uh, from Rushwood Love, he has a dashboard where the radio would be, and it flips and turns into an entire like sonar like radar machine. Like <laughs> this is a pretty tame gadget setup in this movie.
2: True, true. Um, when he was asked, shaken, not stirred, he said, "Does it look like I care?" And it mm-hmm. kind of like it kind of broke me.
1: Oh, did you want him to care?
2: He's he's fucking James Bond. He's shaken, not stirred. Like that's yeah. it's a thing. But he he gets to it though. Eventually. I, I mean, it's
1: the it's the reboot of the character, right? So it, I, hey, they got there. You should be happy about that. Be happy they got to it.
2: Fine, fine. D- fine, you don't tell me what to be happy about, Reed.
1: Uh, all right, that that's fair. <laughs>
2: Um, the Bond girl, Ava Green. hmm. Lovely.
1: Yeah, she was good. Um. And the other Bond girl, too.
2: What the, other the, Bond?
1: The vapid Bond girl, the one that was uh, on the beach that was married to the bad guy that he oh, takes down the, in the airport. And, and all. OK,
2: in the beginning of the movie. OK, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I know she's not the Bond, the Bond movie girl. But, you know, she's just another. I mean, that's the trope, right? He bangs chicks. Yeah. Uh, so he really only did two in this movie.
2: No, he didn't do the first one. Didn't he? No.
1: He, no, like, you're right. He, yeah, left, he left. He left right, her later. Yeah. 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 He left her shortly after. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because he orders the champagne and orders for one and leaves. Yeah, that's right. Oh, so he only did one.
2: Uh, yeah. Huh. Um, License to Kill.
1: Oh, I, bro, he, I think he killed a bunch of dudes, right?
2: Um, like Kinda? even like late into the movie, he had only gotten like five, and then that last sequence where everything was so dark, it was very hard to keep up.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't know though. I, I, and I definitely wasn't looking for it, but there weren't too many guys in that room, were there? wasn't like 20 dudes it shouldn't be
2: that hard to keep up with it it but again part of it's like is he dead is he not dead is he gonna drown if he knocks him out and then he drowns like is that does that count right yeah yeah i got you yeah it's 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 not nearly as uh straightforward as as i wish it would i counted like 10 Mm -hmm. what's the website give you oh that's what i'm looking up now
1: okay I figured you just had the site favorited by now.
2: I probably do somewhere. <laughs> In Casino Royale, he kills eleven, so I was fucking close. You're really close. Really close.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, he's definitely got that down. Any other any other tropes then?
2: Um, can't really think of it. Like. No, no, there's, there's not really any others like we don't meet any other people in uh, MI6 except for M.
1: Yeah, we we don't really learn anybody. We don't really learn anybody. I think he talks about a couple of people or, or he talks to a couple of different agents and maybe says their name, but they're definitely not like focal points. Yeah, at all. Uh, I, I enjoyed his and M's relationship I, I definitely throughout any of them when they started making it this way and I guess it's really from Goldeneye basically Judy Dench her appearance on they kind of do this where M has this sort of M and bond have this sort of affectionate relationship with each other this kind of quippy liking each other but don't always show it kind of snarky with each other sort of relationship but I really like it yeah. I just wanted to I guess repoint that out that Judy Dench the relationship the bonds have with her are good. Um I'm trying to think if there's really anything else.
0: I don't there think really so.
1: Not- yeah. All right. Well let's move on to rankings then. Oh and, okay. and boy, this is not gonna get ranked where I thought it was.
2: <laughs>
1: where I've been thinking this whole time it might go.
2: Like like I don't I- think I- it's happening. I I think we have to. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna run through our rankings so far. So mm-hmm. from from best to worst, we have Goldeneye, The Living Daylights, Live and Let Die, On Her Majesty's Secret Service, and then Doctor No. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I feel like we kind of have to put it out there and 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 and, and say this. Put it into the universe, every movie we've seen, we have deemed better than the previous movie.
1: Just about be- yeah. Yeah we, have. No, we, yeah, we, yeah, we have. Yeah, I see it. Yeah,
2: I, yeah. I feel like this one will be the first one to buck that trend.
1: And I actually – that is not what I expected at all. I, I expected, expected
2: to take the top spot?
1: Yeah, yeah. I expected – Even I even kind of banked against how you took Goldeneye, the way you kind of talked about Goldeneye. I even kind of banked on that a little bit. It's like, well, he didn't – I had to kind of fight him about Goldeneye being in the top spot so if he didn't like that one, that way I I don't I can't believe Casino Royale is gonna not be first kind of like yeah. it's a better made movie. He probably likes Daniel Craig or likes these this and that. I know you like Eva Green. Uh, so I'm just kind of like, I'm like yeah. there's there's enough positives. <laughs> there are enough positives. And negative marks to Goldeneye, that I'm like, there's no way. I can't believe he would say Casino Rail isn't number one to him. But
2: yeah, and, as I said, I, I wanted to like it more than I did.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, all right. Well, what do you what do you think then? Where do you want to put it?
2: <sighs> I would probably put it above live and let die and below the living daylights
1: so you would say so then by that do you think living daylights is better than this movie yes oh I don't really agree with that
2: so, so so you don't think it's that far down the list
1: I I'd, I'd actually put it under gold Knot, but above the living daylights now if this were licensed to kill and not the living daylights I would feel differently and you'll maybe understand that when we get to that movie yeah but living daylights just isn't all that grand to me it's fine it's it's one of the better ones because of, if if not almost completely because of Timothy Dalton but really license to kill is the Timothy Dalton movie to me uh, i but I, i'm I'm fine with it I, I would put it between the living daylights and live and let die
0: hmm.
1: I, I don't i I want it on the record, and we're recording, so yay, record. I don't think it's better than the Living Daylights, but I'm willing to willing to do that just to you know pass some consensus because I don't think I can convince you that this is
2: better than that. Well, yeah. I, I was I was going to say like why? Because like I I might change my mind. That's okay. that's that's what the, that's this I, I entire sequence is like. Stick is convincing each other of where they go.
1: And, and I get that. And there's just only certain ones of these movies that I'm, I'm really willing to, you know, go at you about, I guess, to really convince you like in a world where, as an example, I'm not ever going to try and convince you. Octopussy should be anywhere on a, on this list at all. When we get to that movie, I'm not going to care.
0: <laughs>
1: I don't, I don't remember liking that movie at all. Um, but it's been forever. I think I've only seen that one once. Anyway, I think Casino Royale is just a better movie. Now, and I'll be I'll be fair and be honest with you where I'm coming from about it. I'm a little more biased to the more modern the movie is. I'm more biased. I have more of a bias to it. I will lean yeah. into liking that one better. Be, now, that's obviously assuming everything else is good too. Not just because it's modern. But this one's more modern. It looks better. I think it's well-acted. I think Daniel Craig is the better version of Timothy Dalton. Because I think they're both kind of going for the same sort of Bond. And I think Daniel Craig is a better version.
2: Okay. Uh, Okay.
1: Albeit, I do like the way Timothy Dalton looks. Like, he looks more like Bond than Daniel Craig does. But...
2: uh, Like... Daniel Craig looks nothing like what I would expect James Bond to look like.
1: And, and I, I guess I got over that. that. That I agree with you. He doesn't look like the James Bond archetype per se. I, I, but I got over that. I me mean, personally, after after the movies he's been in and, and just long enough time with him, he's he's just fine. He, it, it's not a contentious point to me anymore. But I, but oh. that's fair. He's the least Bond looking. I'd yeah. say I'd kind of go with that.
2: Yeah, it's it like
1: Eva Green's it, a d- better Bond girl than the one in Gleaming Daylights. Much better, much more developed character.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Sorry to interrupt. You, but
2: no, 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 no. Say. You're right. Uh, I was going to say there's literally a scene in this movie where James Bond walks in a room and women turn their head and they're like, "ooh," and I'm just like, that doesn't happen to Daniel Craig. Right, I, I, like, yeah. and I can agree Women don't swoon over that funny-looking motherfucker, right?
1: I, I will say, and this is kind of the thing I think he had going for him, but how do you really show it? Are there other bonds that, that do, could do the exact same thing you just said, where they could just walk in a room and women turn and look? I think so, to some degree. I think he could, too, kind of, because he's, he's got the baby blue eyes, right? Mm-hmm. My, or am I misremembered? No, he does. Like women like those eyes, but <laughs> they really put a focus on his body of yeah. the of the Bonds. You know, when he's shirtless, he's by far the best looking Bond shirtless. Like he's, I mean, hell, Matt Nicholson acknowledges <laughs> like you take very good care of your body, and he does compared to any other Bond. That that dude is in shape. Roger Moore wasn't keeping up with that parkour dude. Not not a little bit. <laughs> not at all, dude. Uh, so he... I don't know. I, I can kind of see it still. The, I, I don't know. Actually, you know what? I'm walking it back a little bit. I, I think he is a pretty good-looking Bond. I still think Timothy Dalton has a fits the Bond appearance better. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: I'll give you... I definitely will give you that for sure. Because I still think he kind of has the eyes but then he's got the fuller hair and he's got that kind of fate, a soft but masculine face. And Daniel, Daniel Craig is just like... He, he's, he's got that real hard looking face.
2: Yeah. That face with some miles on it.
1: Uh, I think Mads Nicholson is a much better villain than whatever fucking villain was in the Living Daylights. The The... <laughs> The the the
2: same CIA agent. I can't even remember that guy's name now. No, no. And 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 now that we've talked through it, you're probably right. You know, and and it, at least you are admitting that a lot of it, or the, or that at least a portion of it is a bias towards uh, newer movies.
1: Hundred percent.
2: Which I have that same bias, but I my, my weird self tries to counteract it with my brain
1: yeah you can look over it pretty well it's, yeah, it's like kind of hard for me
2: like i really try and 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 i think that part of that is is, is what's causing me to to say oh no put it put it lower but, but i don't when, know when you break it break it down element to element you're right like mads mickelson puts this at number two on our list right now
1: yeah, and even though, like, fine, let's just say both villains are kind of forgettable because LeChief's not that much, he's not that big of a character in this movie, he's big enough I'm not saying he's nothing, but he he's not a huge threat in the movie he's just a fucking banker Yeah. until the very end of that torture scene and you're like, oh shit I'm, a, I'm glad to see Mads getting his hands dirty with this shit, alright <laughs> he's just not some bitch-ass banker alright Mads Mikkelsen uh but he, he's just kind of whatever. But he's he is more memorable to me than the villain from li- The Living Daylights. Without a doubt. And, and a lot of the stuff going on, the jumping around, the, cro- the quote-unquote double crossing going on in The Living Daylights is more confusing than the events in this movie. This movie is much easier to follow to me, even though it has the, some of those elements, and I don't like them either. But it's not that bad to me, at least. Yeah. I can at least remember scenes from this movie, whereas the Living Daylights, to be fair, I haven't seen as much com- by comparison. Only thing I remember about the Living Daylights is the Arabic, the desert scenes. <laughs> I don't remember where they were, but you know, you had the Middle Eastern fellows helping Bond. Yeah, that's like all I remember about that movie, and and that's kind of it. And the cello girl, that's I guess those are the two things.
2: Uh, yeah, the whole cello sequence.
0: Yeah.
1: There. And I, I, if this was *License to Kill*, I would do, I would go better. I, I'd go, I just, there's just nothing about *The Living Daylights* that is better than uh, *Casino Royale* to me. Okay. Maybe the song. Maybe. And
0: I
2: don't even remember that. To oh, be honest, I don't. Even actually, remember. yes, the song "The Living Daylights" is 100% better. 100% better.
1: <laughs> Who was The Living Daylights again?
2: That was uh, uh, shit. Uh, that was uh, Aha. Aha. Uh-huh. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And and what was their claim to fame? Their movie or not movie? Their song?
2: Um, "Take on Me." Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And if I remember right, you didn't. Did you like the Living Daylights, or did you think it was a good song in and of itself?
2: Oh yes, yeah, that's a that's okay. a good song.
1: Okay. So, well there you go. Okay, you got that. You got a better, <laughs> you have a better intro song. Is is that? I don't I don't know. I mean I guess I've said my case for most of the movie. Yeah, so, so I'll I'll give it Judy to you. Judy Dench is in the movie and she's good. I like Judy Dench.
2: Yeah, I'll 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 give it to you.
1: All right. It's it's better than the Living Daylights. Okay. Is it better than Goldeneye? And so this is where I'm going to put it to you. Is is, is Casino Royale better or worse than Goldeneye? Uh, All things considered that we've said.
2: All things considered? Yeah. That's the hardest. Like,. Goldeneye. I want to watch Goldeneye again.
1: Oh, after having seen this one now?
2: No, no, no. Just like I see myself watching Goldeneye again, you know, in five, ten years, whatever. I don't ever see myself watching Casino Royale again.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, uh, just in case, just to, you know, to play fair, would you watch this again or The Living Daylights?
2: the living daylights
1: mm, not not even a question huh
2: yeah
1: mm. okay does, does that really change anything for you do you think it still belongs are we trying to be objective or subjective
2: well you which, can't which you can you can't be objective
1: I mean we definitely could try to be objective.
2: You'd be like, oh the, the lens flare was blurry, so No. Like No, like you this is all subjective.
1: Well here's here's the reason why I would say uh, we could be objective if we wanted to. Of the year that Casino Royale came out, it was like fourth on top on grossing. Mm-hmm. And it was the highest grossing Bond movie up to that point.
2: Yeah, but that's there's a lot of lot more factors going into that than well,
1: sure, yeah, there are. You know, but like, still- <laughs>
2: there's uh, one of those big factors is uh, inflation and sure. the the price of tickets and the like. 2006 was kind of the height of let's make shit tons of money at the box office by. Very targeted marketing uh, and hyping up the theater theater experience. So that's kind of apples and oranges.
1: And and i one here. The one thing I throw at that question is if say the previously highest grossing one, let's say it was Goldeneye. I wonder if that makes a distinction at all for what you're saying. I wonder if that's a big enough like if we said and it's not. Let's say Goldfinger was the last highest grossing one, which was back in the 60s or early 70s.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Then Jump Forward to Casino Royale. Now it's the highest grossing one. I can see what you're saying with some of that. But if Goldeneye was the last one to hold the crown of highest grossing Bond movie, I wonder because that's only 10 years difference. Or, true. I wonder. So I'm just,
2: but, i just. But but a, a lot changed in that 10 years.
1: It, it could, yeah. yeah. It, um, it, this is more for posterity than it is, I'm challenging
2: yeah. you. Uh, anyway. I'm, I'm willing to put it above The Living Daylights because of your of, – of, of what you had to say in its defense. I'm not willing to put it above Goldeneye.
1: I wouldn't either, even though I kind of think Casino Royale is a better movie. I, I feel like it's a better general movie. Like the average movie goer can really enjoy this movie and have some fun. Whereas I feel like Goldeneye panders to the Bond fans, which hmm. I'm not criticizing. It's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just a different experience. There's a lot going there's enough things going on in the in Goldeneye that are like, Man, that's, that's classic James Bond right there, maybe him driving that tank around and fixing his damn tie after he goes through a a wall like there's just a bunch of great little bond things going on in that movie and this one doesn't really do that this one is like you said earlier it takes itself fairly seriously And, and which is very which is kind of out of character for the bond movies there's there's supposed to be this amount of separation that it's a fantasy that it's a uh, it's make-believe have suspension of disbelief built into it because it's a bond movie.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: you know jumping the shark isn't a isn't a joke in the bond franchise
0: <laughs>
1: It's how you get to the villain so <laughs> I can kind of see that I, I, and, but I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm all right with all of that I, I'm fine with gold I being number one because I do think it kind of is I genuinely think, Goldeneye is probably the pinnacle of Bond. It kind of hits all of the overall notes of Bond, and Casino Rail is much more self-serious.
2: And if I'm just being honest, if Goldeneye is the pinnacle of Bond, I kind of regret taking on this <laughs> this this whole project. I, we'll, we'll see. There's a couple <laughs> other movies. And, I'll, I'll be fair in saying when I
1: say that, that it's the pinnacle of Bond because it's not – and this is in relation to you and to, like, our age range in a way. It's not so old like The Man with the Golden Gun or or, or any of the older – you know, to you know, say The Man with the Golden Gun. It's not so old that it's so separated from me, right, in, in my bias to modern movies. Mm-hmm but it still holds up a lot of the fun that you're supposed to have, the enjoyment you're supposed to get out of James Bond, this globe trotting suave spy who does all these things that she is supposed to be this kind of fantasy thing. That's how I've always looked at the series. It's not supposed to be real. Yeah. And I, I actually think the more real you make it, the more careful you need to be because again, that's, that's the character it's a, it's all a fantasy
2: yeah all right well th- then i guess we agree it should be number 2
1: yeah i will be hard pressed to say it will stay number 1 cuz but we'll just see maybe you'll get to i think once you now that you've seen 6 of these maybe you need to see a couple more you'll see enough of these i think you'll you'll be able to do something more about some of them, you know, be able to put up a defense or really advocate for them in within the universe kind of way, and that will kind of trump Goldeneye at some point. <laughs> I don't, I don't know, and I'm, I'm really just throwing something out there, of course.
2: Well then, uh, here, here's our, here's our new amended list. Okay. Uh, Goldeneye, number one. Casino Royale, number two. The Living Daylights, number three. Live and Let Die, number four. On Her Majesty's Secret Service, number five, and Dr. No, number six. Mm. As we watch more movies, this list will get longer. Yes. And at some point, I think we'll publish it on uh, the Reality Breached website, but we're not there yet.
1: Nah, it'll it'll be a good idea, though, and we'll have to – I think we'll see. It'll be more interesting when we get to these movies and as the list gets a little longer. And it might be at that point now, maybe one more, but – you know, we're, we're basically kind of fighting for top spot-ish. The last – every movie before has been the number one and gone down. Mm-hmm. Where, where's that – where's the Bond movie that we're like, you know what? This shit is better than Dr. No, but it is not better than All Her Majesty's Secret Service. <laughs> where's the I, one where Auto sings like, it's bottom two? It's bottom three?
2: I – you know, I kind of hope we get there. <laughs> That's I, a I, fun th- argument to have.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think once we just get enough in – we will. Like, I, I, I would say after 10, if we're not there, I don't know what the fuck we're doing.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, and like, I'm still waiting on a movie to just knock my socks off, you know? One, good or bad. <laughs> good or bad, yeah. Like, none of them have <laughs> been just so horrid that I, I enjoyed how bad it was. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, want, I want to finish a movie and go, damn, that was a movie, you know?
1: Like, oh, n- none of them have been done that for you, huh?
2: Not none yet. of them have done that yet.
1: Okay the right. here I wanted to add a potential amendment and and maybe we can leave this up to potential listeners if anybody wants to if anybody else would like this maybe we can do that Did you would you like to add star ratings to these at all and mm-hmm. that, that would yeah, well like just us like you and I we would say oh golden eyes of four like in, and in some way that would potentially influence or help us make decisions later. No, down the line.
2: Okay. No, I absolutely don't want to do that because I want it to be more of a fluid conversation and not mm-hmm. just a well. You said this one was a three. Well, right. you said it, this one was a four. It's like no, like just w- let's have the conversation.
1: And not and and that's fine if you we'll, we'll 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 talk more about it. But I I wouldn't want to do that either. I wouldn't want to say blatantly by. You know this is I don't know if binary is the right word but because this one is a three the four must go above it I think that's relative like the star rating kind of change doesn't it's in the star ratings more in a vacuum and the ranking is more against each other like yeah. this does that make sense
2: it, it does. Saying
1: that's the correct way okay. it, it,
2: like it, it does but but it ultimately the star rating gets in the- Okay. Yeah.
1: Alright. Alright, well, is there is there anything else to this that you wanna add? Anything you thought of you didn't think of before?
2: Uh I don't think so. I we didn't talk much about Ava Green. I but she's lovely. I I would agree too. I she doesn't every have, movie she's in, she's lovely. And in <laughs> this one she was lovely. I don't think she has much characterization
1: in the movie. She has that, you know, obviously bond characterizes her in that one moment very well encapsulate encapsulates her but we the audience i, I don't know but either way like her and Lashief madison Mickelson's character there's still these sort of characters that are done they're done well they're kind of one-noty ish but they're but they're still well realized one-note characters they're decently realized for this movie to me they, they are functionally very good characters
2: Yeah, and and this is a little off topic, but on topic. I I wonder how many takes it took at the end of the movie where Daniel Craig is just aggressively squeezing Ava Green's boobs for five minutes to bring her back to life. Like, I wonder how many takes the director was like, you know, this is kind of getting out of hand. Yeah, I –
1: you know, it's funny you actually say that, and I wish I knew more about CPR because I was sitting there (laughs) thinking about it. It's like, is he – I feel like he's doing that too fast.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like it looked less like CPR and more like necrophilia. Like <laughs> I never took it
1: that way. You were, you were silly. I'm,
2: he, I'm he, done. Just, he just kept copping a feel. That's all he was I, doing. That's
1: that's it. You know, I, I, I'm in, in good sense to Daniel Craig. This is his one. I'm in. We're cutting this off. Cause <laughs> this is all Daniel Craig gets from me. Cause he doesn't like the role anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been another episode of Debriefing and Cocktails brought to you by Reality Breached. And I want to thank Master Lugo once again, as always, as
2: usual have to stop calling me that
1: for being here and working me through all this and all the post work he does. And to our super background fellow Clarence Brown, thanks so much for helping us out like you always do. So Check us out, and we'll be back in. Um,
2: actually, actually, before you oh, oh. before you actually Uh-oh. say goodbye. Uh, speaking of Clarence Brown, um, he is a voice actor on a fantastic um, scripted science fiction podcast. Oh, Snapples. Uh, named uh, Relativity, and. Mm-hmm they they just released like episode 53 or something so it's i don't know but this week's episode was absolutely fantastic and it it was it they finally paid off a lot of his clarence's character like Mm. what they've been building to up until this point so it's it's a fantastic you you need to watch So it's
1: a show not not, a podcast
2: i'm sorry not watch it you need to listen to it it is a scripted podcast
1: Oh, OK. So so it's like old radio shows, something exactly. like that. Exactly. Okay. Cool. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And it's All wonderful. Right. It's fucking wonderful.
1: Well, it's called a Relativity,
2: the Relativity up. Podcast.
1: Relativity Podcast. All right. Well, that's wonderful for you, Clarence. I hope you get an award. That'll be really cool. So thanks for putting that out there for him. And thanks, everybody, for taking the time and listening to us. And we appreciate it greatly. And you guys have a good time until two weeks from now, Tom. That doesn't make sense, but you get it. Thanks. A fortnight. A fortnight. <laughs>
0: Debriefing and cocktail. You are listening to Keith the Hips, Q and Brick Up Rock. Hopefully we'll learn.